Autism on Shift. I am Thora. And I'm Adam. And we're here to chat with other autistic people and see what they do for work. Let's dive in. All you. Today we are talking to Kelly. Kelly works at a university in Texas and she has a really exciting job. Can you tell us what you do, Kelly? I am a proposal manager. Awesome. What does that mean? Oh, it's so glamorous. Let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, I would say it's a glorified project manager, but it's got a lot of perks to it too. Okay. I get to do a, a lot of big picture stuff, but then I do a lot of little picture stuff too. So I am at the very beginning of a project and then I go to a very end of a project too. I am giving faculty the opportunities when they come in the door. So RFP, which stands for um, request for proposal. Okay. There will be, um, so there's different levels that I deal with, federal, state, and then generally foundations, sometimes local too. So an RFP will come in the door and I will take it to a faculty member and, you know, get them all excited. Oh, don't you want to do this? Don't you want to go after this $200,000? Wouldn't that be great? Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Nice. And get them excited. And then I'll help them, depending, help them develop a timeline, figure out what components we need. And we go from there. Awesome. Now, you mentioned that you work, um, the uh, specific department is an environmental institute. It so, is. So what kind of projects does an environmental institute do? So we cover kind of an interesting gamut. Our focus is generally in water because water is a big deal in Texas. Um, we focus a lot on oil spills. And oh. so we're looking at actually uh, dealing with fish and um, how they recover oil spills. When you write the, those proposals, do you write them or does someone else write them? You write them and someone else researches them then? So the faculty that I work with, it's all their research. Okay. So the researchers write the narrative and the narrative contains their the research that they have done and they're going to pull that together with um, their preliminary data usually, and they're going to talk about what they're going to do to move forward with the project. And I might edit for them or proofread. I'll help them get graphics in there. Um, But their main focus is getting that, you know, for the National Science Foundation, which is one of the big ones that we do a lot of applications to. Awesome. Their main thing is putting that narrative together. Okay. So I will help them pull together all the supplemental documents. So if we're working with NSF, it's a data management plan and it's facilities and equipment, it's biosketch, it's current pending, it's, oh, uh, just all these exciting things. Um, And then there's a bunch of other pieces depending on what we're going after. The budget, oh, how are you going to spend your money? Um, so there's a lot of pieces, parts to be mindful about. Um, so 
I'm helping them get those all together and get them together in a timely manner because I have to work with my partner at the university to get those in early because okay. she needs to review them all. Yeah. And then we still have to get them into the big portal and zap them off. Yeah. So I'm also sometimes helping um, faculty. I like to call it matchmaking. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, somebody, sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll have an idea or they've been working on something, but they need a social scientist or they need citizen science or they need somebody in education and they don't know, you know, they have no clue how yeah. to find this person. Do you always find those people within the same university? Do you go all over the place? So Does if it... we've got, yeah, if we've got the expertise on our campus, that'd be we'll the first. Pull it on, mm -hmm, yeah. we, tend to do that first unless you know if the rfp calls for it you know they want to see something that's collaborative you know, multi-campuses or sometimes they want a you know um a nonprofit involved or a community partner involved Ooh. we'll get a community partner involved um so it just depends we want to look at that rfp and tear it apart and make sure we know everything that's being asked for Right on. That's awesome. You wear a lot of hats. Yeah, I was going to say. Mm -hmm. How did you learn all of that stuff? Is it is is it just a, like a background in a bunch of stuff you've done? Or is there a specific, you know, education thing that, that makes this work? And there probably is. I'm, I know that there is some sort of proposal degree at my school, actually. Um. I started out my career as a copywriter in an ad agency. Okay. Wow. Interesting. So I started off as a copywriter um, and I learned to write really well, really quickly. Uh, and actually, I, I have to back up a little because in high school, I took AP English and God rest her soul. My AP English teacher just died oh, no. this past week. <laughs> Oh. oh, no. I know. But she is the one I credit her with teaching me to write under pressure really well, really fast, being able to consolidate thoughts quickly, easily, clearly. Nice. I need her. And needed what? her. I said, I need oh. her. <laughs> yeah. No, you I got know. me. That's, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Thor completes all my uh, uh, sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the word person. He's the math person. You, there's always like you know that kind of dichotomy in a in a relationship. I think it's a good partnership there. It works well. Yeah, <laughs> the math adds up <laughs> <laughs> to lots of sandwiches. But <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> see, it's good you're fun because you said a lot of that sounds dry, and I was thinking you probably have to deal with a lot of paparazzi personally. <laughs> Mm. Oh, all the time. Yes. Yeah. Our marketing person is always taking my picture as we win all these proposals. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Are all the proposals, I just, a quick question. Did all the proposals uh, have to do with funding? Is it all, I mean, is it always trying to get uh, money for those, these different things? So we, so generally the proposals are for funding our the research in 
the institute that I serve. Okay. But we also have some community programming and we also have, I'm trying to think, a learn, like an outdoor learning area as well that has, we're building up the citizen science. It has a bird banding station. It has um, a water area where you can go and learn about fish and learn about the wetlands and um, observe, you know, different things there too. So we, I, I serve to get funding for all these different things. Uh So it's, yes, most of it is hardcore, you know, research for different, you know, scientific endeavors, but I'm also doing some programmatic things and it's some K through 12 things and it's some, some support for graduate students and, you know, other college students too. So. Right on. And I didn't mean to even bring it back to like, you know, the copyright background. I was just, I was just curious if there was other sure. aspects of the. So, yeah. So I started as a copywriter and then I went into marketing and uh, I, after nine eleven, uh, I was, had a hard time finding work and I backed into proposals at a firm and they needed somebody to do the work. And so I was doing proposals, not really loving it in private sector, but doing it. And I did proposals in private sector uh, for different industries, several different industries, including engineering for about six years, I think. And when I moved to California to be with my now husband, I thought I should maybe do this for good. And I applied uh, at a school out in California, at a university in California and got the job. And I started writing proposals. I started a proposal writing job. So is it something you started to actually like, or is it something you were just like, hey, I'm good at this? Or was it something else? (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I still was, you know, it's still something I fell into, but I felt I had more ownership of it. Okay. That's good. Yes. And doing it at the school, I worked with five different colleges, essentially, and the medical school. And so it was this whole plethora of subjects and people and, you know, I got to look at all these funding, you know, all these different funders and it just opened up my world in a whole different way than working in private industry. Opens up your world. I like that. Right on. Mm-hmm. Very cool. cool. Um, so, so let's talk more about like the autism piece. Um, sure. I can see that you have like a, a nice big picture view. And then you also seem to be really detail oriented, which mm-hmm. is, um, it is n- not common to have both tell us about um tell us about that i'm gonna i'm gonna preemptively apply that uh uh, as autistic (laughs) stuff but who knows um how does it how does that occur for you well i think the big picture stuff is only because i'm older because i'm 48 and it's only been through time that the big picture stuff is also just a big pattern too now oh okay it really truly you know, that somebody is very hands, cool. 
Yeah, somebody hands me an RFP and I break it apart. And yes, I have to get a team, a multidisciplinary team or an interdisciplinary team together at my job now. But I see the patterns and I see the team and I use team science to get everything going. But it's only because I have 20 years under my belt. Oh, okay. I know how to pull the team together. I know how to leverage my resources. I know how to see the big picture because I have the patterns from to rely on from before. It's a good feeling awesome. to kind yeah. of have a mastery of something and just kind of, you know, nothing scares you. It just comes to you and you just go with the flow. Let's take care of this. Yeah. That's awesome. I, but it feels very, it still feels like very small. Like it feels very detail oriented in a sense. Like okay. I know it seems big picture, but it doesn't really feel that way exactly it doesn't occur that way okay yeah i mean it appears that and i would say that people would tell you it appears that for sure from the outside it doesn't feel that way inside of me for sure (laughs) it sounds like it's building now now and i'm not trying to say this to like take away from 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 how hard you work to get there like totally not at all i know all right But but it sounds like pattern thinking, right? Like patterns on patterns on yes. patterns until you see a bigger pattern. Does that sound? Yes. Okay. I like that. I, it, that never occurred to me like that before. All right. So let's talk about let's talk about the hard stuff. That that that. <laughs> yeah, autism makes yeah. some things hard for us, right? Like how mm-hmm. how does that occur for you? For me, it definitely shows up in the social side. The social side and the sensory side are my two. I don't always know how to interact on the social side. I don't know how to show up. I second guess what I'm saying. I have been so grateful for COVID because I can control all the social part and I can control all the sensory part. And it's just been an absolute gift. And I've been able to focus on my work in a way that I understand my job so much better. And I understand my challenges so much better. I mean, it's just been, I mean, it's been hard, but it's been absolutely wonderful too. That's uh... We've heard almost exactly that. And I definitely understand without all of the distraction, it, it, things really come into focus. And that mm-hmm. it's it's very familiar sounding. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, we we've never once thought to, oh, oh, being at home stinks. <laughs> right. <laughs> like this is great. <laughs> yeah, this Not is the first the... time I've ever worked from home. Yeah. And um, it, my job, it, <laughs> it was kind of strange. Like I got it during the pandemic. I had been out of work for like seven years, um, but I got this job during the pandemic, and. Um, it was a remote job, pandemic or not. It's just a remote job. My boss lives on the West Coast. I live on the East Coast. He just cast a wide net. And yeah, it's, I will never go back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just so much easier to deal yeah. with the things that I find challenging. Masking has just been such an interesting phenomenon for me. I, it's, you know, it's one of those things that I literally for years was coming home and my face would hurt. And wow. I kept thinking, what the heck is going on with me? 
And then I got diagnosed and I realized, and I started reading about masking and I'm thinking my face literally hurts. My face literally hurts because I'm masking all day. I'm putting on these facial expressions. I'm mimicking people's facial expressions. I am not wearing my natural expression because even now in COVID, when I have, you know, four or five Zoom meetings in a day and I'm having to be on camera, I find that my face will hurt. And it's just crazy to me that that happens that my so, face literally will hurt from having to mimic. Wow. So it's like a camouflage type of It is a literal mask. It's a literal it's a literal mask. And I just, you know, I could never figure that out for for I mean, for the better part of probably I've noticed it for 25 years until I figured out what that was. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I probably said yeah. I noticed it in college for the first time and I was like, gosh, why does my face hurt so much? This is crazy. That is wild because, you know, a lot of times you hear, you know, uh, you know, if you go out, you have to do something, you have a meeting, whatever. It's I'm exhausted afterwards, you know, but the, you know, that to have specific like, you know, facial muscles having to work hard to fit in and to be a part of what's going on and and, and mask. I and mean, that's that's very interesting. Yeah. Can I just say how much I love COVID masks now for, for that reason? <laughs> I know, right? I don't have to I smile know. at every Tom, Dick, and Harry I walk by. I still right. do because I know people see you smile. Yeah, well, I w- I work outside of the, you know, the outside of the house. I mean, it's yeah. a I'm always I'm interacting. Of course, I work in the middle of the night, so I can interact with less people. But uh, you know, mm-hmm. I know they see that, and it's it's I can feel uh, my see, muscles. I don't, I don't think mine actually like changes. <laughs> Yours does. You have wrinkles. <laughs> yeah. hey you know what i am reaping the benefits of those two decades of acne so i'm gonna go ahead and claim this hey take it (laughs) as a win (laughs) exactly exactly it's only i only pretend i like my wrinkles i like your wrinkles too actually (laughs) go on (laughs) distinguished Uh, yes everything fine wine Everything about him is distinguished. I like it. I was so, going to talk about my mind palace, too. Yes. Ooh, let's hear about that. That sounds fascinating. It's funny because I did not realize how beneficial my mind palace is until this particular position. I've long had it. I've always had it. It's been a thing. I just didn't realize how beneficial it was until this particular job. And somebody at this job, that's what they named it. Okay. Because. That's cool. Did they name it for you specifically? You know, I. Or is it just in a conversation? I think I, I kind of think I maybe heard it on a, a like a Sherlock episode somewhere along the line or something. Okay. Go into his or some, he's got some sort of mind thing. I like that. Okay. Well, Um, go on. And his might be a different name, but same idea. Uh, So we would sit in meetings and this came out of my supervisor. You know, he and I would attend a lot of the same meetings and he knew that I, my brain is basically like a tape recorder. And he would forget the numbers or the names or this or that. And he knew if I had been in the meeting, 
I knew exactly remember. the percentage or the name or the, and it's just crazy. And how I can, you know, you might have to give me a minute, but I'll flip through the pile over there in my mind palace and I'll find you that nice. information. So is your husband like that when he said, I didn't say that. You, what are you talking about? And you say, hold on, let me look through my mind palace. Actually, what you said was this. And it's terrible now because my daughter also seems to have a mind palace. Ah. <laughs> oh, the times have turned. I, I know. And now we're ganging up on him because it just happened the other night. And she she said, Oh no, Daddy! That's exactly what you said. Mommy's exactly right. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> that sounds so familiar. <laughs> yeah, that's Isaac's hilarious. mind works like mine. Then, do you have like an image thing as well, or is it just with like hearing? As so, I actually like am one of those people that I don't see anything when I shut my eyes. I have no mental Im- imagination. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Mine is mine is very similar to that, but and I've heard of a concept similar to Mind Palace where people do like a memory thing where they associate oh. a thing with walking through a physical space. And I have I, mine's not like that. Mine is I associate the uh, the um, that exact moment that I saw the thing happen, that I saw the person say the thing, or that I read the thing on the page, or you know whatever. Like I can I can pull up. It's like a movie. I can just fast forward and rewind and like pull up that scene, and I'm like, oh, in that scene, he said blah blah blah. You know, like yeah, it's not. It's 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 very similar. And Isaac does the same thing. Yeah. He has a memory. His memory is better than mine, probably because he's younger than mine. But. Yeah. What a jerk. <laughs> Yeah, but it's so weird because it's like I don't see it, but it's all the other senses are involved. Like yeah, it's a sense memory, but no sight of it. Does That's that make like, sense? yeah, it's like a synesthesia induced <laughs> word memory. Memory recall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing because I know my husband's like, "Can you explain?" I'm like, "Yeah, I know." No, nope. <laughs> I yep. know. I, it's hard to explain. Mine is not. What's interesting is it's not a visual thing. Like I don't actually recall the the visual thing. It's just the vision is what I use to imprint on my memory. So like when I was in high school, I never took notes. I didn't have to take notes. All I had to do was watch the teacher's mouth. And I would remember everything that they said. Yeah. By watching their mouth move. And people were like, what do you mean you don't take I just need your notes. I'm like, I don't take notes. And yeah. Yeah. See, and I don't have to watch I don't have to watch it that. I just have to like touch something. Really? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Like mine is more like this is you know, my input is touching, you know, the smooth top of the table or the smooth top of the chair or but that's how the record that's that how the recording so, goes in. I love that. That is so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. There's something about you, uh, these kinds of things, how they work. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Oh, it's just so weird. I mean, it's just weird. It's just the weirdest thing. So oh, let me cool. ask you this. So cool. Do you have to hit record or are you always yeah. recording? I'm always recording, yeah. but ah. it's heightened. It's heightened if I'm putting it in, if I'm. Like as an input. Yeah. Okay. My I have to hit record on mine. Like I can't, I I cannot, I can't hold anything unless I intend to. Like I have to say, this is something I need to remember. And so it's going in my brain. Oh, I wish I had. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, like every, like everything, it's um, everything has its plus and yeah. minuses, you know. Yeah. Of course. 
So if I don't intend to remember something, I literally cannot remember it. I can't. I, I just don't. It's gone. Gone. Completely. And now, isn't it annoying if you have that sort of the mind palace, the superpower? Is it because I'm, I'm a visual person and I find that and I can remember things. It's not a photographic memory. It's the other. It's a identic yeah. memory. Identic. Identic. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's similar. Um, but sometimes I find people won't believe me and i think it would be even more so with words you know if you're saying well i remember this is what was said do you ever have people saying well i don't know and you're like but i know because i have this thing that you don't have just trust me (laughs) i don't ever try to prove it no okay yeah and all you have to do is be in the car with the radio on and i know every lyric to every song i've ever heard so i don't know (laughs) Or something, yep. you know, it's just like something bizarre or, you know, they'll say some, they'll say some random factoid and I'll fill in the blank or, you know, I mean, see like that you can turn yours on and off. I'm like, off, on and off. What? I mean, that's amazing to me. It's not just always on. Really? No, you know? I, I would be overwhelmed if it was always on. I think. No. She, no, I, really? I think you, you just have a different place. It just goes into different. I no. I don't different know. Places. See, in that it's just it's just a different Yeah, without having the way. opposite experience, you have no idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've gotten to the point now where um everything Okay, it's kind of it's kind of, and tell me if this is your experience too because after I was diagnosed, I started reading about it and I started allowing myself to be more of myself if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like instead of trying to fight off the the natural things that were weird or whatever like i started allowing myself more of the thing so in the last two years i think i've changed more than i have probably my whole entire life i feel that same way is really? that is that accurate mm-hmm. oh absolutely uh yeah yep. two years yeah yeah for for sure interesting i love it i wonder if that's a, like that's had there's a name for that that's what I'm going to go look up when we're done here, by the way. <laughs> I know. Will you please let me know? Because yes. I want to know, too. Because I, there, there has to be. be and yeah. there's such there's such a relief. You ha- like, I, had, I was, you know, my friends thought I was going to be, I, I feel like some of my friend, my neurotypical friends thought I was going to be devastated by this. And I was like, no, you don't understand. This is the missing piece. Yes. This is, the, this is the validation and yes. the understanding. Now, you're not out at work, so I assume there's no uh, – although I was going to say, you know, is there things that your boss can help you with? But I assume there might be things that you do to get from your boss. Is, is that something good? Well, it's funny because I actually have told my boss. Okay. Oh. So I, I have not requested any accommodations at this point. Um, although working from home, ah, pretty uh, helpful. I, I actually have, my doctor has, uh, the, the paperwork says that I can work from home indefinitely. Nice. Wow. So uh, pretty much, I think I have a carte blanche. Yep. Carte blanche. (laughs) Carte blanche (laughs) (laughs) on that. Um, so We'll see what happens moving forward. Um, I was lucky enough uh, to, when I did, when I was starting to work towards diagnosis, which I've only had for not even quite two years, I started exploring on campus and I 
found someone else who was about, gosh, 15 years older than me, who was just looking for other people too, to start a group on campus. And he, he, it was so funny because he sat down, we had muffins together one day and we were like, oh, this is the first meeting. This is the first meeting of <laughs> neurodiverse people. <laughs> and, and, you know, um, it was before I was diagnosed, but I, I think it's been over two years now. And the last meeting, I, I think we had about, I don't know, 20 people. Oh, that's great. Wow. And, you know, and it kind of ebbs and flows. You know, we have more people and less people. And we're doing some things. We have a speaker coming to campus uh, later this month. And we're starting to do some more education on campus. Uh, we're trying to help people understand what, you know, how to easily get accommodations. We're working with HR to get some more things moved through. Uh, we're working with uh, uh, the uh, provost's office. We're trying to get more dialogue happening. Um, so we're working on getting some things moving with our group and just diversity on campus. And then we're also providing a support group. Um, so we kind of do the business up front and then we do a little bit of support on the back half. And I know for me, it's been just great to sit there and listen to everybody, you know, and think, oh, you know, everybody's kind of dealing with some very similar issues. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of times uh, people don't know what is helpful to them. I know when I went to school, um, you know, you know, like earlier before college, it was, uh, I, you know, tests were so difficult. And when I went to college, you know, I was able to, um, you know, obviously undiagnosed, you know, uh, go to a separate place where I can take tests in quiet. And I was like, I was amazed at what a difference it made for me. You know, I always thought I was just worried about people around me looking at, I don't know what it was, but then, you know, but when I was able to test by myself, I felt so comfortable, no pressure. You know, I wasn't thinking of, you know, 20 different things, you know, so, but I didn't know what I needed. And so it's, I think that's probably very helpful to hear what other people are dealing with and then be able to ask in a, some, you know, like a support group, you know, what do you do? for that because I need that, you know. Yeah. So let's talk about, um, you know, how, how, how being on the spectrum helps you at work. What, what are the traits that you feel that you have or things, ways that you uh, operate that help you? I do a lot of editing and I do a lot of reading okay. and those days when I have to edit a 15 page narrative, and I have to make sure it's readable for a reviewer. You know, diving into that hyper-focus, I mean, it's probably really astounding how quickly I move through this to the researchers. Because sometimes I'll turn them around in three or four hours and I'll get comments back like, you know, did are you, you got through that? Yeah, did you take the time? <laughs> did you do it yeah. right? I mean, like, suspicious. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. But then when they go through and they see, you know, just stacks and stacks of comments and, and changes and, and lots of little things, you know, I know that they know I've really been through it. Yeah. Um, but it's like, just that that hyper-focus is so helpful. And it's so helpful at the end of a proposal when you're in the time crunch 
and so much is going on and everybody is flustered, but you know, I just get in that zone in my head and I just see what has to be done, how to get it done, and I get it done. Yeah. And it's nice. just it's I mean, it's just a superpower. I yep. mean, I can't even you know, I can't explain it. I can't describe it. I just know where it's at and I know how to activate it. <laughs> yeah. That's good though. I love it. I love it. It's super helpful. It's funny. I have been in, in the past, I have been at work and, you know, I've been in management um, many, many years. And, you know, people always kind of looked at me like, you know, uh, like your job's so easy. You're just management, you know? And, and I think mainly it was because I was able to activate that, like not flip out, run around like a chicken with my head cut off. Cause I have 18 fires to put out. Like it was just, that that same activation you're talking about like i just turn this switch that like that like clears all the clutter away and i'm able to focus on the things and the priorities and all of that stuff right if and, you make something look easy like yeah. as like you do as well i'm sure if it's you know it's for other people it's probably very difficult you know but it looks easy so i could do that and yeah. i mean you could try <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> here's the proposal good luck <laughs> let's watch you do it yeah. yeah, right? Ready? The timer starts now. <laughs> awesome. So knowing that you got backed into this job, you know, sort of, you know, I mean, kind of kind of fell into it. Maybe, it's the, maybe the universe just provides, who knows, but, uh, you know, you, you made a conscious decision to go forward with it. Um, is, is this where you would want to be forever, you know, with the gifts that you have, you know, and the struggles that you deal with? Is there a particular you know perfect job that fits you or or is this it is this what you good well that's a very interesting question right now so i actually during this time have been you know i sat with what i what was enlivening me about this job <clears throat> and what was killing me about this job basically what was what was feeding my soul and what was killing my soul. And I realized that there were two things that were really feeding me and it was the reading through and the editing. And it was, those two things were just making me so happy. And then the part that was just not making me happy was, it was more the detail work. It was the crunch time. It was the paperwork. It was the sorting through the hundreds of RFPs to find the match, which I used to love that. It's just not what I love anymore. So I actually opted to go after a coaching program and I looked all around and I found, um, it's called the LCOP leadership coaching for organizational performance at Rutgers. And it's a certificate program. So I'm pursuing that currently. And Fantastic. it really has been. It's been life-changing. Uh, and I feel like I can use it in my position now. I can opt to pivot and go after coaching. I can do coaching on the side. It just opens up another realm for me. That's cool. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah so it is exciting. I'm not sure I quite understood. Um, sure. Operational leadership coaching. So coaching on being a leader of an operation. Is that, did I get that right? 
organizational. Oh, okay. And it's interesting because it really is meant for those in business, but it, it can be anybody. Like it can be coaching for anyone. You can take this coaching and it can be across the board. Really. It's just the, I think how they, I mean, they're teaching us how to go in and work with executives, Oh, but it could be, you know, I could work with anybody with this. Awesome. So does that have you looking forward to some kind of leadership? It, I mean, is that, is that the kind of space you're in right now? Um, honestly, I'm, I'm just, I'm open right now. Awesome. I mean, I can see myself using it with those around me. I can see myself using it, you know, just coaching those that I currently work with. Um, the faculty that I currently work with, I could see myself, you know, just taking on a few, a handful of clients while I still work full time. Um, I just not sure. I'm not sure what the future holds. Uh, I just know that I have loved it and I'm finding it a place of joy. That's important. How that's, cool. That's awesome. Well, good. I do find that, uh, when you when you keep things uh, open like that, uh, that's usually when um, the right things fall into yeah, place. Yeah, exactly. When you have like an expectation, you try to push for something. Things don't fall into those places. That's no. just not how it works. But it's good to be able to see it. Like that's why I was saying the options. It's good to be able to see the different places where you know you're open to multiple things. But you can see that you know, hey, this could be a side hustle. This could be you know whatever. And it's so that's great. Good. Right. Well, look, I want to uh, thank you so much for being here with us yeah, today. thank you. I really en yes, enjoyed having you. Thank you so much. It, it was, was fun so getting fun. to know you. It was fun to meet you two, too. Thanks for listening today. We love y'all out there. We love you so much. We want you on the show. Go to our website, carveresumes.com. Fill out the contact form and say you want to be on the show. Any jobs, all jobs, we'd love to learn about them. We want to talk to you. Absolutely. Thanks. Have a good one. Thank you.